0: From the woods to the water, from the bucks to the ducks, your weekday foray out of the office begins now on WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Stay tuned as Alan White and Doug Max talk with fishing and hunting pros, share tips and tricks, and discuss Alabama's greatest natural resource, the great outdoors. WNSP Outdoors is brought to you by Eastern Shore Ace Hardware, Streets Seafood and Meat Market, Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats, and Blue Water Yacht Sales. Now let's head outdoors with Alan White.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the show. I'm Alan White. My buddy Doug is out today, back up in his hometown of Memphis, Tennessee, visiting family. So that's a good thing about the holidays. You get to be around your family. So hope that he has safe travels and a good time and he'll be back next week. We've got a great show lined up. Uh, We've got a special guest today, Ronnie McKeithen. He is with Tacticam, who makes that great line of reveal cell cameras. We're going to talk to him about some tips on cell camera placement and how to get the best uh, pictures and videos from your cell camera. And with the rut just around the corner down here in South Alabama, uh, you may want to move your camera. We'll talk about that. But before we get our first fishing forecast from Captain Wayne Miller, I want to give away a Boston butt from Street Seafood and Meat Market in Baymanette, Alabama. We'll give it away to the third caller at 694-1055, 694-1055, Street Seafood and Meat Market. Captain Wayne, how are you today?
2: Man, I'm doing great, Alan. Good to talk to you. I hope you had a good Christmas.
1: Had a great time and uh, looking forward to the new year. And always, um, you know, the new year brings new hope for most people. uh, And I hope it's better than this year.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I tell you what, we've got some beautiful weather right now. I'm out on the water, been out here uh, all day. And uh, man, it's just really nice. A little cool today, but. um, you know, the conditions we've got here on the Delta, the the waters just continues to be in great shape. Uh, you know, if you look at the um the Mobile River stage and that's, you know, typically what we what we go by to kind of gauge, you know, what the water's doing here in on the Delta. But it's at about three and a half feet and steady. So uh you know, you see pretty significant changes just based on the tidal movement. But uh, we're on a good tide cycle right now. We've got uh, good outgoing tide first thing in the morning. And, uh, you know, it's uh, the fish have really bit good this week. Uh, I laughed. I was talking to some people, and uh, we talked, uh, you know, a lot of people have been off, obviously, this week. And uh, so there's been a lot of people out on the water. And, uh, man, I don't know what it was about Tuesday, but, man, these fish, Everybody I talked to they just absolutely lit them up Tuesday. Now it has slowed down a little bit since then, but um you know the conditions are still really good and uh the the water temperatures cooled off to about the mid fifties but on um, you know still there's really good fishable water and the water clarity is fantastic. Mm-hmm.
1: We just are coming off of uh, the backside of a full moon. So that should affect the fish bite pretty good, and uh, always before and after a full moon seems to really be good. What is the water temperature right now in the Delta?
2: Uh, you know, uh, the warmest I've seen today has been about 58, and, uh, and I've fished some water that was like 53. So, you know, just depending on where you are and the water depth. But, uh, you know, most of the creeks down along the causeway, and the bays are, are in that mid-50 range. Okay.
1: And does that make uh, the fish a little slower? In other words, do you change your presentation on lures to slow them down a little bit when the water's that cold?
2: <laughs> well, you know, it, it's really funny because a lot of times, you know, it's, it's really dependent on the tidal movement. Okay. Even with that colder water, uh, when you had that outgoing tide... Uh you know both days you can still continue to just you know power fish with center baits and chatter baits and uh and crank baits and do pretty well uh but you know basically, you know what we typically see happen is you know uh right after a front when we see that water temperature plummet you know between five and you know eight degrees now typically that will trigger uh uh, necessity to really slow down and, and use, you know, primarily soft plastic to catch them because they just, you have a real hard time power fishing and catching them after that.
1: Okay. One of the things that's uh, kind of weird is when it's sunny in uh, cold water and sunny, they'll, they will come up in the shallow water to, you know, yeah. get that warm water.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, they'll, uh, they'll move right up. It's uh you know, I know the the last two days I've caught some fish up in water that, you know, uh, you know uh, maybe a foot deep. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of fish, you know, and, and most of the, uh, you know, the fish down along the causeway, you know, they're in those creeks adjacent to the bays, but there are some fish that have already pulled up in those bays and they're on that grass mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, when it When that water drops out on them, they just bury up in that grass. So, you know, you can still catch them.
1: Well, I hadn't seen a lot of activity from the crappie fishermen this this week, mostly because a lot of them deer hunt and are busy with family or whatever. But the ones that are out there are catching some fish.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, I know. I've talked to several of them, and they are doing pretty good. Uh, one thing I'll mention, too, Alan, I mean, it's been incredible this week. There have been duck boats everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if these guys are killing ducks, but there's plenty of people out there getting after them right now. So uh, it's uh, uh, I, I've really seen a lot of them, you know, th- especially this week.
1: Yeah, everybody's got a duck boat motor nowadays. So, uh,
2: <laughs> a mud, mud boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, I don't see anything forecast wise that really should be detrimental to, you know, the fishing. I think, you know, we're gonna cool off a little bit more, but, um, you know, the uh, the fishing should hold up and be really good. So it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, pretty surprising just the sheer numbers of people that I'm still seeing out fishing. But, um, okay. but you know, I mean. <laughs> Everybody doesn't hunt, so (laughs) So I'm I'm reeling one in right now. All right. So. You know, December
1: is uh, known for uh, very slow as far as deer hunting goes. Somebody posted a really funny uh, post the other day uh, I saw on Facebook that said, the best thing about deer hunting in December is fishing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of these guys go out with the intention of doing, you know, uh, they'll hunt. And uh, if the hunting doesn't go good, they'll bring a couple of rods with them and fish. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, we got a pretty unique uh, outdoor experience here on the Delta, man. It's just incredible what we've got access to.
1: Yeah. The hogs in the Delta. I understand from the hog hunters, uh, the population out there in the delta have have really gone down because of some flooding we had. You know, those big floods really kill a lot of hogs. People don't realize it. Them hogs don't get out of the swamp like a deer would, yeah. you know. And uh, right, they find them after a flood just everywhere. You know, they drown them. So uh, yeah, they're not having s- such a good time this year. Killing hogs, but but uh, that's okay. I don't like hogs. I wish
2: you know, they would just go. Away. <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll have to get together and go, Alan. I tell you what, man, it's uh it's fantastic out here. I love this cool weather.
1: I tell you what, tell us how to uh, get in touch with you if somebody's listening and wants to. Uh, get a trip or book a trip with you and your guide service Fish and fever tell us how to get
2: in touch with you uh they can reach me at 251-455-7404
1: and Wayne do you offer all day trips half day trips or what's your deal? yeah
2: I, I actually do both and you know I do live bait trips too uh you know that slowed down a bunch but I'm still seeing guys using live shrimp right now and uh yeah. You know, something I didn't mention, man, down along the causeway, we've been catching just phenomenal numbers of redfish, too.
1: Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, this is uh, the time of year I always talk to Bobby Abrescotto about it. This time of year is a great time for redfishing in shallow creeks if you like to sight fish for them. And that's a lot of fun if you've never done it. It's a little bit like hunting because uh, you get to sneak up and uh, – <laughs> You know, sight, yeah. sight the prey and cast toward them, try to cast in front of them. And it's uh, it's it's a lot of skill to it, so it's a lot of fun.
2: Oh, yeah. Well,
1: uh, Wayne, I hope you continue to have good luck out there. And uh, please, you know, be safe. You got any uh, safety tips for us for the new year?
2: Uh You know, the, the one thing I just mentioned to everybody, you know, we talked about it briefly about all these, you know, duck boats, the hunters, the fishermen. There's this. you wouldn't think there'd be that many people out this time of year. Yeah. So early in the morning, really be careful running because there's a lot of smaller boats out.
1: Yeah, well, watch out for that fog. That fog will kill you in a boat, for
2: sure. Yes, yeah, sir.
1: All right, buddy. Thanks so much, and uh, have a merry uh, uh, a happy new year. <laughs>
2: All right, you too, Alan. Take care.
1: <laughs> All right, buddy. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back with Captain Bobby Abrascado. <laughs>
3: Attention hunters, Skinner's Wild Game Processing with locations in Thomasville and Daphne is your number one destination after a successful hunt. Skinner's offers a complete line of meat products, custom made to your specifications. So make the most of your harvest this year with superior products from Skinner's Wild Game Processing. Quick, professional service and years of experience servicing hunters. Visit them on Facebook at Skinner's Wild Game Processing for contact information.
0: For
4: 55 years, homeowners across the Alabama Gulf Coast have trusted Bachelors Service with their HVAC systems. Keep your HVAC running its best with their $79 tune-up special. Or better yet, a value-priced energy savings agreement for year-round peace of mind. Time for a new system? Bachelors offers Daikin Fit, the industry's leading tech for AC and heat pumps, available with a $1,000 instant rebate. Bachelors is service worth remembering. For HVAC generators and plumbing repair, go to bachelorservice.com. Certification 170. It's time to prep your boat and motor for the colder weather, and Blue Water Yacht Sales can help with a free 12-point inspection of your boat, motor, and trailer. Blue Water is now a full-line Yamaha outboard dealer and a five-star gold service facility with a Yamaha Master Tech on hand. And now is the time to start looking for that new boat you've been dreaming about. Blue Water carries a full assortment of inshore and offshore models from Pioneer, Bulls Bay, Avenger, Jupiter Marine, and Regulator. Inshore for the Reds or offshore for the Blues, Blue Water has you covered. Visit bluewateryachtsales.net. Future Ones is an Alabama-based athletic apparel and accessories company dedicated to serving and investing in our local schools and athletes, treating every school and team with top priority. No matter what size your program is, wear the future with Future Ones and
3: support Alabama high school athletics. Located off Schillinger Road in Sims, visit Future, the number one, s.com, and find them on Facebook. Future
4: Ones, the official cloth sponsor of the AHSAA. I'm talking with Ed Rowan from the Taylor Martino Law Firm. Ed, after an accident, why is it a good idea that they contact you?
5: Well, it's just like in in the Marines, if you have to go through a minefield, then you need a combat engineer. You know, if you're not a lawyer, you don't do this every day and you assume that the insurance company is going to be fair to you, but nine out of ten times, they're not going to be fair to you. And so
4: you need someone there like me to make sure to keep them straight, make sure they're going to treat you fairly. And they are, if you're with me. And before you were a lawyer, you were a Marine serving our country. Do you draw from that experience in your daily practice? I mean, it was cool what the Marines did, what they did for me.
5: They show you that there is no mountain you can't climb. There is nothing that you can't do. The word impossible does not exist in the Marine Corps. And that's a great quality and mantra to sort of have in life, in a law practice, certainly. And I, and I try to
4: have that mantra. If you've been in an accident, you need Ed Rowan from the Taylor Martino Law Firm on your side, taylormartino.com. No representation is made that legal services performed are greater than the quality of legal services Of
0: others. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White.
1: Welcome back to the show. Uh, Let's give away a $20 gift certificate to Eastern Shore Ace Hardware. We'll give it away right now to the third caller at 694. 105.5 105.5 that's a $20 gift certificate one of the friendliest stores you'll ever walk into it's located right on Spanish Ford Hill on Highway 31 and also a location on 181 over in Bowen County so uh go visit Eastern Shore Ace Hardware Bobby Abercato is with us he gives us an inshore fishing report every week how you doing Bob
5: good afternoon guys how are y'all
1: Hey, we're doing good. Doug is out today, but... Uh, oh, you got to by yourself, well, I'm huh? I'm holding down the fort, yes, sir.
5: Uh, uh, here, well, you've done it before, so you know what goes on. <laughs> A
1: few times. <laughs> A few times. Well, how's the fishing, man? <laughs>
5: I'll tell you it's been pretty good uh we had uh, as you were you' well aware that uh we had that slug of rain come through Christmas Eve and it luckily it got through the lower end you know the southern part of the state pretty quickly, so the the local rivers didn't get di- didn't get too affected by it, although there was some runoff that kind Of made it start, uh, started making it down through the local rivers yesterday. Uh, and it didn't stain them too bad, but enough to move some fish and change some things. Uh, and I'm sure you probably already touched on it with the freshwater reports, but the the upstate rivers, the Alabama, the time came up pretty good, so all that's going to come on down through the Delta. Uh, but anyway, uh, everything stayed the same till about two days ago, and then we started getting a little bit of stain to the water and um, had to start making some changes. Uh, the other thing that's going to happen too, we're going to get these really cold weather tonight and uh, the next couple days and uh with the bright skies what happened uh started to happen yesterday for us and really happened more so today is we had to uh get out on the ledges of the rivers and go down on the lure size from the big slick lure big swim bait type lures we were using to a smaller uh grub, i call a grub or jig or whatever you want to call it but just a lead-headed soft plastic and it made all the difference in the world and that's just classic River fishing, when you get these conditions that we're getting right now, that's what happens. I mean, it, these fish really actually read the manual, which they don't a lot of times. But the, the um, yesterday was – I mean, I'm sorry, today was really a classic example of where they – Falling off of the flats and gotten on the river edges and in the channels. And, again, I think that's going to continue through the weekend. you got the same tide all the way through the weekend with that hard-falling water right at daylight, falling well through the morning to around lunchtime. And, uh, you know, so the, the bite stays good uh, well into the day. One of, one of the things we talked about uh, a couple of days ago, I was talking to my crew about is, you know, one of the beauties of this time of year is, you know, is I still love getting up first thing in the morning and being there at daybreak and fishing this is a time of year where you don't really have to be there you know right at daylight uh it, the fish bite well into the day and it's more of a possibly a solar thing i'm still not 100 percent sold on the solar thing but a lot more from a tidal standpoint um uh, and in condition standpoint along that line to where you know the fish bite well into the day so it's you know fortunately if you don't like fishing in cold weather, or you're not suited to it or whatever, uh, this is the time of year you can kind of push it back a little bit later in the morning. Even though it doesn't warm up a whole bunch on the water, it's a little bit warmer than it is at daybreak. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's another great thing about wintertime fishing.
1: Also, uh, one of the things I love about crappie fishing, uh, you can catch them in the middle of the day <laughs> just about as good as you can early or late in the day. Uh, a lot of times I'd go fishing early in the morning, get up early, be there at daylight, Not get a bite till, you know, nine o'clock. Then nine o'clock, everything decides to bite. So,
5: uh, yeah. and I wish I could figure out what triggers that switch because yeah. that happens. You know, I, it, I don't knowing nothing about crappie fishing, but I know that happens a lot, as you know, on the inshore saltwater side too. And I just wish I could ever put my finger on that one little thing that causes that to happen. <laughs> uh, it's still hard for me not to be out there at daybreak. I just love that time of the morning. I just can't get enough of it. Yeah. I, I just love being out there, even though a lot of times, like tomorrow morning, I'm I'm already grabbed an extra set of clothes. We're gonna we're gonna be fishing at daybreak, um, as you will said, though, that thing can happen well through the day, but I would recommend if you're going to gonna go trout fishing in the next few days at least have some smaller lures tied on, because I think that's going to be the pattern. I know that's at least what we're going to start with, uh, and I think that's going to be the pattern through the weekend.
1: Okay. Good tips from Captain Bobby Abrascado. Y'all can uh, join him on a fishing trip by looking him up on the web at a fishingcom thank you bobby appreciate it buddy
5: thanks so much al happy new year talk to you next year man
1: yes sir let's go up to miller's ferry and talk with my friend joe dunn how you doing joe
6: doing great alan
1: well how's the water up there man did the rain mess anything up or did you did it not have anything? no
6: it, it it uh still we got a little current that's all we got we got a little a little bit there for a day or two, but it's been about gone now. And, uh, but the, the water's still real clear. Uh, everything's the best bite is in the river. Uh, they catching some real big fish right now. I made mean, some, we talking about some, you know, real good, a lot of, uh, pound and a quarter pound and a half up to two pound fish being caught right now. Okay. And, uh, they are out in the river, and when there's no current, they're kind of schooling around. Yeah. People are chasing them with a live scope, throwing jigs at them. Mm-hmm. And when they're not doing that, uh, they'll be in brush tops. Uh, and, you know, you can either drop a menar jig down there on them or get on a ledge, you know. And they fish at, fish. usually, just, they're on that first ledge right now at about anywhere from 15 to 16 feet, they ain't dropped off on that deeper deeper ledge yet because if we got had some high water had a lot of you know current they would get down there and get hid behind some of those rocks and crash down there a little deeper but right now that they had to do that but uh, well, they've a- they caught some really good fish and a lot of fish and it's been it's an odd year with this water not really had a whole lot of current or being muddy and. Uh, uh the, the the live scope people have enjoyed it it's it's really paid off for them because it's kind of falling in their hand out there chasing those fish you know they're schooling and uh yeah. well, that's but, that's kind of unusual this time of year
1: i kind of like to do the uh spider rigging when they're schooling like that just
6: just well, it's, it's that's that's good too you can do that and uh I think the water clarity is good enough. You probably have to use, you know, something like a 16 foot rod to have enough, you know, boat separation, you know, rod boat uh, bait separation from the boat. Or you may have to go to some real long ones like they use down in Florida. You know, a 20 foot. But I think a 16 probably be good enough right now. Mm -hmm.
1: Tell you about. uh, I was glad to see the rain. Uh, I got since before christmas i guess a week and a half or so ago since then i've gotten two inches of rain on my land so you know my food plots are looking a lot better now and uh it was a welcome sight for me
6: yeah a lot of people that did that too because they jumped yeah. when that other rain come a lot of people went and put some ammonia on the fields and give them another little boost you know yeah and uh but it was just it had been so dry up here you know, we we still ain't where we need to be. We need more, but every little bit you get will help.
1: That nitrogen, ammonia, whatever that you put on the food plot, when it's eaten down to the ground like mine is, will really help catch it up, you know, to heavy browse, uh, especially if you can do it right before rain.
6: Oh, yeah. And uh, that guy, we got talking about that, and he. When you do that, he said, man, it just turned such a dark green. It's yeah. almost, you know, blue-black, you know, it's so dark. And uh, people don't realize that uh, a deer can sense that, you know. He knows that grass is better for him, you know. Uh, that gra- If it doesn't have any strength in the grass, you know, if it's just eating a filler just to fill his belly and not getting any nutrition out of it, you know, because uh, we did that on a place of ours. And the place that had the better – fertilized lime and had ammonia put on it Mm -hmm. the deer would go there on that side of the field first and eat. uh they they hit that grass first
1: soil testing is so important because everything depends on the soil i mean the health of your deer and everything so you get that soil test and then apply the uh fertilizer according to the soil test and it's an ongoing process. You can't just do it once, you know. You have to keep it up every year. But uh, it'll pay off, man, in big dividends and healthier deer and a better herd.
6: I tell you. Well, a prime example is that, uh, you know, go up in the black belt where the soil is, is real strong and rich mm-hmm. and look at what kind of deer they grow. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, a tiny old... uh, people. That's right.
1: All right, Joe, have a great weekend and a happy new year, buddy.
6: Thank you. Happy new year. Thank you.
1: We're going to be back with Ronnie McKeithen. Uh, He is a representative from Tacticam, who makes the reveal line of cell cameras and other cameras. So uh, I'm looking forward to talking to Ronnie about some tips. Y'all stick around. We'll be right back.
4: college football fix all year long on the chuck oliver show the king of college football brings you two hours of local college football talk throughout the year with the biggest experts from across the nation and exclusive interviews with the
0: coaches and players you want to hear from it's the college football talk you deserve on the chuck oliver show weekdays from one to three and evenings from eight to ten
3: on wnsp Attention hunters, Skinner's Wild Game Processing with locations in Thomasville and Daphne is your number one destination after a successful hunt. Skinner's offers a complete line of meat products, custom made to your specifications. So make the most of your harvest this year with superior products from Skinner's Wild Game Processing. Quick, professional service, and years of experience servicing hunters. Visit them on Facebook at Skinner's Wild Game Processing for contact information.
4: Cooler weather is here, and the new seasonal fashions have arrived at d suit discounters. Slim fit and traditional fit suits priced at $129.95 are all buy one, get one half off. New arrivals of slim fit suits, pants, shirts, and more are all discount prices too. So for all your seasonal menswear needs, the largest selection, and the best service, shop d on the Beltline today, 665-7350, or online at dnkmobile.com.
0: Do
1: you know that metal roofing panels meet Class A fire ratings, as well as Class IV impact resistance ratings? This makes them highly resistant to fire and hail damage. Thousands have discovered the many benefits of metal roofing, durability, longevity, stylish, energy efficient. With seven locations to serve you, Baker Metalworks and Dixie Supply proudly offer 100%
4: American made steel, backed by a 40-year warranty. Protect your home today by contacting Baker Metalworks and Dixie Supply, your metal roofing headquarters. SAFETY
5: SHOES PLUS WAS FOUNDED IN 1992 WITH ONE GOAL IN MIND, TO PROVIDE THE BEST FOOTWEAR AND CLOTHING POSSIBLE AT THE BEST POSSIBLE PRICE TO THE WORKING MEN AND WOMEN OF THE GULF COAST. SAFETY SHOES
4: PLUS CARRIES A FULL LINE OF work BOOTS AND SHOES FROM ALL MAJOR MANUFACTURERS. WOLVERINE, Carhartt, TIMBERLAND, KEEN, ARIOT, TWISTED X, Thorogood, AND MORE. GET SET FOR
5: FOOTBALL SEASON WITH GEAR FOR YOUR FAVORITE TEAM NOW IN STOCK AT SAFETY SHOES PLUS ON HIGHWAY 43 IN SARA AND IN PENSACOLA ON HIGHWAY 29 NORTH OF I-10.
4: Nothing slows my little girl down except a stuffy nose. Mommy. That's why I use Sinex Children's Saline from Vicks. Sinex instantly clears mucus in everyday stuffy little noses with a gentle ultra fine mist designed for kids. Just Sinex. Breathe. Her stuffy nose is gone for now. And so is she. Sinex Children's Saline.
0: Sinex. Breathe. Use as directed. To keep out of reach of children. And fishing and every day. this is wnsp outdoors live on 105.5 fm and on the sound of mobile app now let's head back outdoors with alan white
1: welcome back to the show i'm alan white doug is out today and you know deer hunting is just about as popular in alabama as college football Almost, I think. Maybe more. I don't know. But uh, here we are just before our rut. The rut in South Alabama takes place about three weeks from now, I'd say. But up in the Black Belt, it's probably uh, already starting to kick off a little bit. So, uh, And the advent of trail cameras has really changed the way we scout for deer. We, you know, before trail cameras... <laughs> We, uh, There was a lot of guessing going on, but now we're able to put the cameras out there, and they're activated by movement, and, you know, we can just monitor food plots, feeders, trails, and even get pictures sent to us on our cell phones whenever that, you know, whenever the camera takes. One of the leading companies right now is Tacticam. They make the Reveal line of cell cameras and other cameras. And uh, I've got Representative Ronnie McKeithen with us today to help us out with some tips on using those. Ronnie, welcome to the show, buddy.
6: Thank you, Al. It's good to be here. Yes, sir. Grilled to death to be on with you.
1: (laughs) Well, from one hunter to another, and you work for Reveal, and I was glad to know when I first met you that uh, you know I was talking to uh, customer service representatives that, that not only knew everything there is to know about these cameras and how to help me set one up and all of that, but you're also a hunter, so you understand things, you know.
6: Well, I'm I'm thrilled to death that you had a simple problem, so <laughs> yours is one of the easy ones to solve. So we do get a few along that are pretty difficult to solve, but uh, I enjoyed helping you, and it's been good to meet you and, and talk to you and get to know you.
1: Yes, sir. Well, let's uh, start by just telling us some tips about placing a camera. You know, a lot of people I see uh, post pictures on Facebook of cameras in front of feeders, and that's a great place to monitor your does, I guess, and your herd. Uh, A lot of nighttime pictures happen there. Are there any other places besides a feeder that you would recommend placing a game camera?
6: Well, one of, one of my favorite places to put a trail camera is at a creek crossing um, it, or, or even a road crossing, uh, just follow a trail off the edge of a road. One of the largest deer that I have captured this year, I captured him after seeing him in the same place two or three times, and I went and found just a little dim trail that he was using, and that's where I started with him. Uh, so many different things come into play when you start talking about camera placement. Um, Obviously, if you decide to put it at a feeder, that's a good idea, especially early in the season when you're really just taking a census to see what uh, animals you have. But, you know, is there a shooter buck in this herd where um, can I get a picture of him so I at least know what to shoot and what not to shoot? Then if you want to adjust from there, see which way the deer is coming from. You can go back in that direction to try to get near his bedding area. Mm -hmm. There are all sorts of things like that. But as far as just setting the camera up, um, our cameras have a red line. And after you connect to reveal Wi-Fi, we have a target line that is in the cameras. You can see that on your phone. Uh, There are YouTube videos put out by Ben Stern, who are very accurate that help you with... uh, Aiming a camera when it comes to that, the X-Pro camera, you can see that red line right on the screen as you set that camera up. And when you walk to where the deer is walking, you want that camera aiming just a little above your knees. I have found is about the most accurate spot between your waist and your knee. Mm-hmm. And if you'll put that camera there, it just about will not miss a deer uh, especially if one is walking from side to side in front of that camera, you will just about get a picture of him. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just where I generally start anyway.
1: And I also learned uh, uh, from using these for a long time now that you have to pay attention to the terrain in front of your camera like if it's if the terrain is going downhill in front of your camera, you need to put a little stick or something uh, behind the top of the camera and point that camera sort of downhill, or otherwise there are a lot of deer will be walking under its line of sight.
6: That is true. The, w- we call it the too much sky syndrome. <laughs> yeah. um, the temptation is to aim that camera across your chest, basically, or when you're standing where the deer is going to be, you're looking into the camera you get a certain impression of where that camera's aimed, and generally it needs to be aimed a little lower than you think. But if you have too much sky in your pictures, there is a possibility that you are missing a few deer.
1: Well, that's true. And another reason not to aim it too, with too much sky is the glare from the sun sometimes will interfere if you have it pointed in the wrong direction.
6: for a. That's true. There We live in the Northern Hemisphere. We use these cameras in the Northern Hemisphere. If you aim that camera to the south, there is a chance, or especially to the east, Mm -hmm. there is a chance that the sun is going to peek into that lens just right and create a washed-out photo, you know, where you can get no detail. We, When I set a camera up, you know, obviously we have solar panels and things like that as well. The solar panel rule is face it to the south, and the camera rule, when possible, is face it to the north. So that's just a general guideline and a good place to start.
1: How hard is it, uh, tell our listeners how hard it is really to set one of these cameras up?
6: Well, it's not difficult. Uh, When you take it out of the box, you simply load the, the SIM card, The SD card, the SIM card, is what assigns it to either Verizon or AT&T. These cameras will use either signal. Mm -hmm. You just have to tell it which signal you want it to use. But you put that card in there properly. Then you put a Class 10 U3 uh, 32 or 16-gigabyte SD card in there, put the antenna on, put batteries. Um, Basically, once you download the app and you will set up an email and a password and download the app, then you go to account.revealsalecam.com to create your subscription. Once you do that, when you click on Add a Camera in that app, mm-hmm. if you take your time and read the instructions, it will walk you through every little step. The majority of the problem that develops when you try to set up a camera, nearly all the time, the problem is that you missed one of the instructions or, and I, look, I've done it thinking I know exactly how to do it. So it's not to, uh, to denigrate anybody, but that is the number one mistake, is when someone doesn't read the instructions slowly and carefully and follow them slowly and carefully. And inside of about five or six minutes, you can have one of these cameras ready to monitor.
1: Well, you know, even a technically challenged old guy like me was able to set up my first cell camera within, I, I know it didn't take me five minutes, and so it was very simple, very easy to do. One of the things I want to ask you about, though, is what about blurry photos or kind of foggy pictures? What causes that?
6: Well, we've we've mentioned one of them, Al. One of them is if you have that camera aimed in the wrong direction mm-hmm. and the sunlight grabs that lens just right, it'll wash out a photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suspect that we're more talking about either a pure blurry photo or some sort of a fog or condensation on the lens of that camera. Um, Probably the number one cause is condensation, especially once the weather starts cooling off and the air reaches the dew point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anything that is a hard, cool surface will collect dew and cause condensation to form on your lens. Um, Generally, the sun and the warmer temperature will, will just burn that off after the morning goes on. You can also use products such as RainX to uh, eliminate a great deal of that, and it will allow. I, I use that it, it actually allows that condensation to burn off the outside of that lens really quickly every morning, and I never feel like I miss. If, if I do miss one because of condensation, it, it's just very minimal when I use RainX to put on the lens of that camera. There's also the the rare chance that you have condensation inside the camera Uh, one of my cameras uh, earlier this winter i had a camera that got moisture on the inside of it Mm -hmm. and it happened i live in south texas and that's where i hunt Mm -hmm. and i had that camera out and it had been 100 degrees day after day after day and these cameras are sealed so when there is available moisture and a rapid temperature drop once in a while, that camera will almost act as a vacuum and suck moisture inside the camera. Wow, when it does that, that, when it does that, it's very difficult for it to get out.
1: Yeah, I can imagine so. Well, I really appreciate all the answers, and I have several more questions, but we're out of time. Can I get you back at another time have you back
6: on the show? I would I I would love to come back. That won't be a problem at all, anytime.
1: That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Ronnie, and uh, you have a great New Year, buddy.
6: You too, Al. Bye-bye.
1: All right. All right. Let's take a break. We'll be back with Mr. Jay Graddick from Skinner's Wild Game Processing and get a report on the deer. (music)
4: New Year's Day. Tune in to WNSP at 11 a.m. as your favorite WNSP personality Leash life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom. Family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at getethos.com. That's G E T E T H O S.com.
0: This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the sound of Mobile App. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White.
1: Welcome back to the show. You know, we just got finished interviewing Ronnie McKeithen with Reveal Cameras by Tacticam. And he was saying that, uh, you know, very seldom, but if extreme temperature changes happen, Uh, you might could get moisture built up uh, inside the lens of the camera. We didn't have time to uh, give a solution to that, but here it is. If you take the batteries and the cards out of that camera and the antenna, you can dry it out indoors. Just put it inside, take all that out of it, and let it sit inside in a controlled temperature, and that lens will clear up. So in case you're wondering, that's the solution. All right, before we get to Jay Graddock, I want to give away a five pound pork sausage variety pack from our good friends at Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats, located in Chickasaw, Alabama. Just be the third caller at 694 1055 for a five pound pork sausage variety pack. Delicious sausage from Hall Sausage. All right, Jay Graddock is with us and uh, he always gives us an accurate report on the deer uh, coming in to Skinner's Wild Game Processing up in Thomasville, Alabama, and other locations in Malvis uh, over in Baldwin County. So, uh, Jay, welcome back to the show, buddy.
5: Man, how you doing today? It's a beautiful day up here <laughs> in Thomasville.
1: It is down here, too. It's a beautiful day. I hope to get out and uh, climb a tree this afternoon and maybe uh, add some meat to the freezer, you know. I
5: What's gotta...
1: happening? Yeah, it, it... Go ahead. I had to get my bow, and, uh, and, you know, I got to take a shower and get clean and, and scent free before I go, though. <laughs> you know?
5: I hear you, buddy.
1: Yeah, it's good.
5: Uh, starting yesterday,
2: <clears throat>
5: we, we started, they started piling some deer in here yesterday and, and this morning already. Uh, quite a few bucks. Um, again, they not a lot of does this morning. It's good to see about uh, three or four does this morning brought in, but...
1: Uh unconditions are getting good, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about scent control for a minute since I mentioned that. There is no way in the world to eliminate all of your human scent. That's just a fact. I don't care what kind of products you use, what kind of procedures you use. I watched a guy on uh, probably the most extreme scent control procedure. I watched a guy on YouTube the other night. Uh, and he even had special washer and dryer just for his hunting stuff. And all of this, he goes through a big ritual, takes about an hour before he even gets in the truck to go. And he said, and he admitted, that there's no way to eliminate all the scent. The wind is your friend if you play the wind. What do you think about all that, Jay?
5: Absolutely. there. I
1: don't think, you know, there was a point in
5: time, some of the first things came out were, was some scent soaps, and then everybody had to wear the the rubber boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, we got into uh, scent uh, charcoal line clothes, and then we got into scent blocker clothes. And uh, really and truly, at the end of the day, if you play the win, there's been a many a deer kill with some old greasy blue jeans <laughs> and a dang shirt. Where all you did was be still and, and made sure the wind was in your favor.
1: Well, don't get and, me um, don't get me wrong. I do everything I can to eliminate scent, but I know that there's no way to eliminate all of it. A deer's nose is incredible. It's like a bloodhound, or even better, maybe I don't know. They can they can tell where you walked, how long ago you walked there, and what direction you went. That's been proven.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like last week I I said something about building a fence. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you walk in the woods, you're putting up a scent uh, fence, if you will. When them deer come across it, they know you've been there. You're not going to. I'm a firm believer you are not going to prevent that, no matter what you do. Uh, Now, on the other side of the coin, the only thing I spend money on about sin anymore is when I go to the grocery store, I buy this. Uh, there's an unscented detergent that you wash clothes in. That is the same price as normal detergent, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have um, perfumes or anything in it because people, some people, are allergic to that. Right. And and that's it. Other, than, I mean, we don't put dryer. Uh, I I got, I got a lady in Oklahoma to wash all my uh, hunting clothes one time. I didn't have time to do it. I was going to Kansas to go hunting. And I said, please don't put any dryer sheets in there, nothing with any scent. I gave her the, the stuff. Well, when I got up there to hunt, I opened up the bag, and, man, it about blew me away with perfume. <laughs> the one thing I didn't think about was the doggone, she put them in a plastic a garbage can liner bag that had oh. a perfume scent built in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That's go <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things we can do, and I, I'm with you. I use, we use uh, unscented laundry detergent all year round. They're, you know, I don't remember the name of it, but uh, it doesn't cost any more than the scented stuff. We don't use scented dryer sheets or any dryer sheets like that, especially during hunting season. And I use uh, unscented deodorant. It's, it's hard to find, but you can find it, um, and that helps. So, anything you can do, Go ahead and do it. You know you're not going to hurt anything. Yep. So, yeah. But this well, that's guy. That's a good thing to talk about. I, this guy I was telling me <clears throat> about on YouTube. He had some great ideas. Don't get me wrong. He used activated carbon powder, and he dusted everything that he touched with that stuff. Even his face, his arms, his hands, his gloves, everything in a big bin or a bag. He would put that activated carbon powder in it and shake it up. I mean, his clothes kind of look black, you know, but that's okay. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it helps. And uh, he had some great videos of close encounters with deer. I can't say that, you know, his efforts were fruitless because it certainly paid off, and he's killed some really big bucks doing all that, so...
0: It's yeah,
5: like, I yeah again. Yes, my opinion of it. I got better things to do with my time. <laughs> you know I what I'm know. saying? I, I, uh, it was a you long, can go. You, long time. I've already been on that track, uh, yeah. Alan. And uh, okay, it might be a one-off here or there,
1: well.
5: but at the end of the day, you put that wind in the right direction, uh-huh. and I'll guarantee you that
1: works. Yeah, it does. It certainly does. Makes a big difference. Well, uh, that's a good tip. Uh, we are uh, we talking about the rut coming up? Have you seen any bucks come in that uh, really dark, stinky, tarsal glands, or swollen necks yet?
5: They're starting to. Uh, we start to get a few in. Yeah. Hey, I want to give I want to give you listeners one tip. Okay, we've been hunting now for about a month. We've been beating around our rifles and carrying them around and doing things with. Before you know, before this neck. Phase of the deer season goes in. Check your rifle. Make sure it's still shooting well. Mm-hmm. Don't don't come back with the excuse that well I missed this deer because my rifle was off. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
5: they've been banged around. You've been messing with them. Um, it's just a good idea about this time of year. I like to check mine a couple two or three times a season, and um, I usually never touch it. It's usually never off. But every now and then you'll get that one time where mm-hmm. either the the dial got twisted if you if you got one of these scopes it's got all these fancy knobs on it, and everything somebody done twisted one of those laying in the seat or whatever yeah and uh it's just a good thing to check your rifle so you don't so you don't have that opportunity on a really big deer and, and then you wonder what happened
1: that's a good tip you know anything can happen to that scope well you're not even looking at it or whatever but uh maybe a a rough road you went down and just happened to bump that scope in just the right place. And it doesn't take but a very small, uh, you know, adjustment on that scope to make a big difference 50, 100 yards out there.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Well, look, y'all come see us at Skinner's down there in
5: Daphne. It's been slow this year. Hmm. So, um, another thing, too, I know at one point in time on our Facebook, when you Google Skinner, it said temporarily closed. So we got that straightened out. Oh, well, good. but, um,
1: <clears throat>
5: that we didn't have any idea. I had a customer call me and, uh, he said, Hey, by the way, says uh, on, on Google is saying you guys are temporarily closed. Well, we're not, uh, hmm. you drop off time is usually between four to eight. Uh, if you know, we have to call sometimes when you get there, if mm-hmm. there's person's person not there, the numbers on the door, and we're right there within five minutes of being there. So, mm-hmm. um, It would help us out there and get a little more business down
1: there. Well, it's a very convenient location uh, right on 181. How far is it from that intersection, and what intersection is that?
2: 64.
5: We're just
1: north of 64, maybe about a half a mile. Okay. Yeah, I've been there several times. One of the things uh, I really like about Skinner's is you get – You get your deer back, and uh, you have so much variety of choices for different kinds of sausage and cuts, you know. uh, And uh, the guys that work there really have integrity about everything and uh, really run a first-class operation. Yeah,
2: it's, it's difficult
5: to keep all the deer separated, but we do it. Uh, a lot of people, I've had customers before, said, mm-hmm. oh, there's no way you keep it separated. Well, come on back here. We'll show you.
1: Yeah. But
5: it is a process, yeah. and, and when I do have a good staff.
1: All right. Jay, I appreciate your time, buddy. Thank you so much.
5: Take care, Alan.
1: All right, please. man. All right. That's going to do it this week. We hope everybody has a great new year, and please take time this week. to Go outside. And enjoy God's creation. Y'all have a good day.